Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted, with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Hi, Susanna Baldwin. Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting, Life Unscripted. I'm so grateful to have you here this wonderful evening. How are you? I'm very good, and it's a pleasure to be here. Oh my gosh, you you betcha. I'm grateful to have you here. We're going to talk... Uh, something about very interesting that uh, you love and are up to speed in uh, as an expert. And that is uh, language and power and your book, Women, Language and Power, and how we can combine that all for women to reach their fullest potential, um, because it all starts with communication. I remember many years ago, a speaker had told me that people don't understand that everyone's a speaker, no matter who you are, Mm. you're your message on your voice machine when we had those uh, was actually <laughs> your communication to the world when they called into your house. Absolutely. You're communicating all the time. That's mm-hmm. what I would say to my clients. You don't have to wait until you're giving a formal presentation mm-hmm. to feel like you're getting your message across and having an impact on people. So absolutely agree. Yeah. And so what, what was your impetus for writing your book in particular? When I became a leadership coach, I specialized in communication because I was also a speech coach before I became a leadership coach. And having the word communication in my title all of a sudden brought me an onslaught of women who were being told by their managers that they were not going to progress to the more senior levels of leadership because of or they were being held back because of a lack of communication skills or what is often called executive presence. So um, typically what they would be told is they weren't assertive enough. They didn't speak up enough. They weren't decisive enough. They couldn't command a room. They couldn't influence people enough. And it's true that when you get into leadership, you, if you, you, you know, your competence is only so good, you've got to master communication skills. But when I could begin to see the mistakes that women were making over and over and over again, I realized I have to talk to women about this subject. And I also realized from doing a lot of research, that women are socialized to speak in ways that undermine their power. 
We're socialized from the time we're little to be nice and to be quiet. And so we go into the work world, we you know progress into being women. And in the work world, that's when we're then told, well, she's too quiet. She doesn't speak up. She's not forceful. She's not assertive. Mm-hmm. So I wrote a book to talk to women about literally what is that socialization process? How can we work against it? How can we integrate other styles of speaking and find our really full voice? Ooh, you, you've hit on so many amazing points. What's interesting, I was literally told, I was 21 years old and I remember this moment. I was sitting at a table with all my older cousins and aunts and we rarely saw them. And they started talking about something adult. I don't remember what it was. I was 21 and my mom, I, I spoke my opinion on the subject and I don't even know what the subject was, but my mom said, kids are supposed to be seen, aren't they? Not heard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I felt humiliated because mm-hmm. I thought, wow, I, I shouldn't have spoken up. And, and I was like, uh, you know, some of my cousins were like, Hey, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. But that translates uh, later on to your work life, your personal life, you know, building relationships with, you know, dating and, and such, you begin to feel like, well, you know, if I'm going to be a respectable gal, I, I shouldn't be too aggressive or, or um, speak right. my mind too much. That's right. Don't take up too much space. Now, boys, on the other hand, when they're in school, get called on eight times more often than girls. They're allowed to speak longer. They're allowed to um, jump into a conversation longer than they should. So they get to feel comfortable in that public arena. Whereas girls are often told, like I say, shh, shh, you're being too loud. Sit over there and be quiet. Wait your turn. And so to ask women to all of a sudden at a certain point in their career, just pipe up, just take up space, command the room, you know, speak in ways that are more authoritative as opposed to collaborative, which is a way we've been um, socialized to speak, very difficult. But what I, um, part of what made me write the book is women often interpret that, that they want me to be like men. And my point is, it's not being like men. It's just taking back a style of speaking that we call masculine, but it's not really a gender. It's not gender related. It's just a different style of speaking because there are times when women want to say, I want this by Friday. Yeah. But what they end up saying is I'd love to, I'd love it if I could get it on Friday mm-hmm. because that's how they were taught to speak. But in reality, they'd love to just say what's true without modifying it. And mm-hmm. that's what women do a lot of is modifying their speech. So they don't sound too assertive. Just like you're saying, don't sound like they're being aggressive. Yeah. And or, yet there are times when they want to be assertive. The, yeah. Or sometimes skirting around the bush, like, uh, is it possible I can get this by Friday? And instead of saying, no, I need this by Friday. (laughs) Exactly. That is right. And once you give women back that, that's what I call using a full spectrum of language. And some of the most successful women in business have learned to toggle back and forth between that authoritative style, which is, I need this by Friday, to, oh, it'd be great. You think we could get it by Friday? It's that combination that actually makes them so successful. You know, this is interesting to me. I'm I'm glad that we're hitting this on all fronts because uh, I had entered into a management position many years ago at this company. They hired me on it was my first management position, and I was putting on that persona, and I quite literally was putting it on. Just kind yeah. of, I'm tough, and I'd go into the boardroom, and I remember being told she's a 
bitch. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, this is how you have to do it. You have to be loud and abrasive. Uh, and you know, the other women didn't like it. And, and some of the guys were like, what's your problem? And it, it wasn't, that style wasn't working. It was, it was a put on, uh, and it wasn't really right. my authentic communication voice. It was kind of like, this is what I got to do to be taken seriously. That's right. And what women, I have a client. Yeah. I have a client right now who told a similar story. What happens then is they decide if this is what I have to do, I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's where we lose women. That's where they sort of give up on their ambition and say, look, I just want a good job. I want it, you know, meaningful work. I don't have to get a title or move up, especially if it requires me to be something that I'm not. Mm-hmm. So let's go deeper into what it looks like, how you can work in a corporate setting or business setting and be not abrasive like I was at that point, but speak in a way that commands authority. Is there a, a way, is it, is your body language? Is it the words you use? Is it all of the whole package? What does it look like? The first and most important thing is that you're making conscious choices. You're making choices about what you're saying. So yes, largely women have been taught to modify their language. They say they undermine, they'll say, undermining means, um, I've only been here six months. I know I've only been here six months, but I think, mm-hmm. or they'll, um, hedge. I think we should, you know, add money to the budget. I'm not quite sure. They sound like they're not sure when they are sure, or they'll turn a, an assertion into a question. Do you think we should start on Monday? Mm-hmm. So, First things we want to do is pull those modifiers out. So I, there's a small structure I work with. There's, I love structures because they work so well to help people. What's your headline? I'll say, what's your headline? Take the modifiers out. I need this by Friday. That's my headline. Don't mm-hmm. take out that. Take out the hedge. Take out the question. What's your headline? Explain it. Why do you need it by Friday? And then support it. What will make the difference? In other words, how can you support your request? Well, if we get it by Friday, you know, we'll get the money that we need before next Monday, let's say. So helping women think through what is it I want to say and being super clear about that opening assertion Mm -hmm. and removing any modifiers is really where I get them to start. And that's why I do so much preparing and script writing with women. So if they're going into an important meeting, and I mean women all the way up to sea level, mm-hmm. because we're so trained. So you want to prepare. What is it I really want to say? And write it out and practice it if it's important. Yeah, Because it's so habitual to put those modifiers in. And women tend to wind up, the research shows, about 30 seconds before they get to their point. And they do that more than men because they're a little afraid to just get to the point. Because what if somebody says you're kind of being aggressive or bitchy? Mm -hmm. And that is nothing will make a woman back off faster than that word. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's interesting because I, I'm thinking I've written, uh, you know, speeches or um, events I've had to speak at, written it down, and I still get up there and find that I'm changing up the language as I'm in front right. of people looking at their faces right. going, oh, that's not working out well. Let me just shift it a little bit. <laughs> and I, I recall one in particular, I was talking to a group of pilots. I'm not a pilot. I'm just, I was a student pilot, but I never got my pilot license. Uh, but my my husband's a pilot. So I was actually there to tell stories about how to overcome fear. That was the reason they hired me. It wasn't to tell, you know, uh, reputable pi- pirates, 
pilot <laughs> stories that they didn't know anything about. Um, but I felt if I talk about airplanes, which I was, I was talking about flying with my husband, that they're going to judge me. Like, what does she know? She's not a pilot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but I kept running those stories in my head and I, I was, I was rushing, I was nervous and I know it didn't come off off as a great speech due to my all the things I was saying in the background so do you suggest that not only do you write it down and practice it but maybe record it so you can hear what others might be hearing and maybe even record it visually so you can see on the video how you might be coming across visually those are excellent ideas especially because all speakers I mean look I'm a speech coach so I work with work with speakers for 25 years um, all speakers tend to think they're coming across worse than they are <laughs> So when I used to, in the old days before COVID, I always brought my uh, video camera so I could show them and it would, to reassure them that you don't look as nervous as you think you do. Mm -hmm. And it's also good to hear your own voice, but that it's so interesting what you're saying about how you were modifying in the moment, because yeah. we, I think women over rotate on, oh, they don't like this, or they think I'm being too, or I'm, mm -hmm. and, and that's when we start backing off. And that, and so our assertions become questions, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. we call. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a, it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Qualify what we're saying. We don't say it with the same projection or conviction. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. And, and you know what, they were there for a good time. It was a Christmas party. So uh, hello, it wasn't supposed to be that deep, but <laughs> it, it's funny how we just make up these stories that, oh my yeah, gosh, they hate what I'm saying. I've got to change <laughs> this all up. But no, I love that we're going here. So, because this doesn't just apply to a person's business life or the corporate life they might be leading, this will also translate into you building relationships with friends and, and dating partners and, yeah. and that, all of it goes into your confidence. And uh, so let's say someone is working in a corporation and they're not in a senior C-suite or anything like that, or even mm -hmm. a manager yet, but they mm -hmm. want to build on their confidence and they've never even done a speaking event. Where would you suggest they begin to start to build their confidence around speaking? Oh, go to Toastmasters. First of all, Toastmasters is like, um, you know, it used to be free. I think there's a, not a minimal fee now. It's one of the all-time best places to start practicing. You know, when you find a group, it's like AA. You find a group <laughs> every week. You go, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. if you don't let, you don't really bond with that group. You can go to another group that's a little farther away from your house. But a good idea to practice. Ask your managers for opportunities to speak. 
um, you know, any opportunity you can get. Because to me, speaking is one of the fastest ways to accelerate your career. Because when someone sees someone get up and really articulate clearly a compelling idea, you know what I mean? And with confidence. Mm -hmm. But for people who are shy, this is the other thing, and just starting out, confident content is what drives confidence. So people say, how do I get confident? Like it's some internal thing that they don't have. And I say, look, the minute you write out something that sounds confident, you're going to feel confident when you say it. So I start working on those little, even if it's a, an assertion in a meeting about how you want uh, the Christmas party designed to go. Mm-hmm. If you write it out and it's clear, like I say, the like headline, explain, support, maybe some examples, you're going to feel better when you deliver it. And that will build over time. Mm. So I don't think confidence necessarily comes from the inside. It often comes from the content you've got. And that takes preparation and practice. Boom. I like that you say that the preparation and practice makes for the confidence. Uh, A number of years ago in high school, I had competed to be a first violinist in this, you know, this upcoming thing they were having. So you had to go up there, you had to, you know, do a little piece of it. And I did not practice. You know, I I had a teacher at the time, a violin teacher, and I just skirted on the practicing. I went up there. It was a horrid mess. I I walked off with my tail between my legs going, oh my gosh, that was horrible. And my teacher said, what did you expect? You did not practice, did you? Mm -hmm. I'm like, Mm -hmm. no, not really. And Mm -hmm. she's like, well, you, that's what you get. You don't practice, you get, you get not confident, you get a horrible mess. Uh, And so what I'm getting here is that I think some people think uh, if I just, you know, can sway my stuff around that shows I'm confident. No, it's that when you know the material so well backwards and forwards, that will bring confidence because you won't be uncomfortable. Like what, what do I say next? Do I know the material? You'll be, you'll know it backwards and forwards. Yeah. I've been a speaker 25 years publicly. I mean, where I've been standing on stages, people would be shocked to know how much I practiced. However, there's the right way to practice. So people, what they think practicing is, is typically memorizing the script bad way to practice because then when you're delivering you're kind of in your head you're not connecting to the audience so the best way to practice is to take that script break it up into bullet points Mm. so you take a paragraph and you turn it into four bullet points so you know where you're going but you don't have to memorize every word you know it's i know to say women are socialized to speak in ways that undermines their power and then and what's the next bullet point oh it's um they so instead of saying this, they say that. You know, I I know the script, but not word for word because I really and and then I do it in the car, in the swimming pool. I walk around my house and practice it, so I know the flow and I feel like I'm on solid ground. Because basically, the first couple of minutes are what either get people going on the right track or throw them off completely. Yeah. Yeah. I like that you say there's a good way and a bad way to practice because I, I used to, when I first started my podcast now, it's 11 years ago, but I wow. used to, I used to get nervous. We have to run to the bathroom. I get so nervous. <laughs> I would write out every word for the upcoming show. And then I, I would be down here reading it and sweating. And, and I find that it was very uncomfortable. I wasn't having a good time. And then I just, I started to just do like, write keywords or like you said, topics or keywords or, or, or bullet yeah. points. And yeah. then just connecting with the person, paying attention to them, talking to them and listening to what they had to said, it, say it would kind of naturally flow. And I wasn't like, what, what do I say next? Instead, yeah. you're just listening. 
I noticed that about you right away. And so the quality of your voice, the inflection, the um, conviction when you're speaking is all alive and interesting and engaging. When people are reading a script, I mean, once we got to Zoom, (laughs) now people just paste their notes that they memorize right on their computer screen. Mm. And it is flat and boring and unengaging. You've got a lot of life in your voice because you're not doing that. So absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's scary. It's scary. But, you know, it takes practice. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It takes practice. Like we just said, but, you know, it's not like forever. What I what I find is that I think within the year of dropping the reading word for word and and then realizing I'm talking to a human being here. And when you're up there, even on a stage or you're in a boardroom, these are real people. They don't want you to fail. They want you to succeed. They're there. We're all here together in this boardroom or in this audience. So you know, just have a good time, look at them in their eyes and and let's all connect and enjoy this moment. I also feel people don't give themselves permission to say, oh, wait a minute, I just got lost. Oh, just lost my train of thought. Give me a minute. Yeah. Catch it up and then go. Because you know what? The audience doesn't care. Like you say, they want you to win. (laughs) They want you to do a good job. So if you're in your mind freaking out because you don't remember what next, just stop. Yeah. And say, give me a minute. I think I just lost my place. And they will. They'll look at their email or something. And then you'll say, oh, I got it. And you're back on track. Yeah. That's where I was. That's where I was. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I remember uh, many years ago, I was in a meeting and I did just that. I made some sort of joke. And then, you know, we're all back on target. Let's go. Yeah. But yeah. (laughs) And I think people appreciate that when you're just straight up instead of when you're trying to pretend it didn't happen. It, it makes it worse. It's almost like you fall and then you just keep falling. It's like, just acknowledge That's it right. and let's just keep going. That's right. I, um, I tend to pause a lot, you know, which I've done here. I put my head down and I kind of think, and people have learned, you know, over time they figure out, Oh, the first time a friend of mine just the other day said, um, I thought you were having a stroke because oh, no. you didn't, you didn't talk for so long. <laughs> and I, you know, I'm just so comfortable with kind of putting my head down and just thinking, uh, mm-hmm. but people are, feel such pressure. And like you say, we're just people. And mm-hmm. so bring your notes or bring your bullet points, practice out loud, mm-hmm. and then put it down and go. And just know that if you lose your way, you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. It really is going to be okay. And you mentioned an important part. It's okay to pause. Even yeah. if people are what's going on next? And it actually <laughs> makes them lean in more. Like, That's what are right. you going to say? Uh, That's so right. This is that's right. That's right. They do. Because, you know, pausing is a wonderful technique. And I will say that Obama was great at pausing, too, because it indicates that the speaker thinks they've said something important enough that they're going to give you a second to, to listen. And then if they're doing what I do, which is I'm actually formulating the next thing, people are like, what is she going to say? They're kind of. But if it's just a wall of words. It gets tiring. People get fatigued and they stop listening. I know. I'm going to sleep. Oh, stop. It's tired. <laughs> I've, I've, I've actually had some great podcasts I like, but they do that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to turn you off for now. I'm a little exhausted. Um, but this has been fabulous. Uh, you've given so much insight for anyone listening in who wanted to increase their their confidence around speaking and language, and I, they could go so much further. I want them to get a copy of your book, Women, Language, and Power. How can they do that? Amazon. That's the fastest way to go. And And I will say this about the book. 
The second half of the book, because I'm a teacher at heart, is all those little structures, how to make a presentation that's effective, how to get mo the modifiers out and use the HES, how to have conversations, how to make, you know, so it's very practical. That's all I'll say about it. It's very practical because I like to give people things they can use tomorrow to be better. Awesome. And uh, I see your website here, SusannaBaldwin.com, correct? That's correct. All right. I'll spell it for everyone who's listening in. S-U-S-A-N-N-A-H and then the last name, B-A-L-D-W-I-N.com. Thank That's you it. so much, Susanna, for coming today to share your great wisdom. It's been an absolute pleasure, Christina. Have a good yeah. night. You too. Like, subscribe, and share this episode. To listen to more savvy episodes and savvy biz tips, go to www.lifeunscriptedradio.com. To find out about our paid sponsorship opportunities or how to become a guest, email Christina at lifeunscriptedradio.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.